is major. I'm going in. Critics everywhere are blown away by Ghost in the Shell. Time raves. Scarlett Johansson is terrific. I'm coming for you. It's smart, exciting, and absolutely stunning. I'll take back the life they stole from me. Ghost in the Shell. PG-13. Hello, folks. This is Rico, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi, podcast 631 for April... What is it? April 9th. Uh, April 9th, 2017. That means I'm going to celebration later this week. Yes, that's coming up here um, pretty quickly, just in a few days. Be leaving for Florida, seeing the, some podcast and online friends. You know, good times. Anyway, this week on the show, well, you, you listen to a little quick preview. I'm going to talk a little bit about that Ghost in the Shell movie, which I saw last weekend with Scarlett Johansson as Major and uh the but the main topic this week is going to be i've been wanting to do this for a bit i've talked about it on oh different shows over the years i want to do a show about time travel there uh there's a lot of stuff out uh, on time travel out these days tv movies books and and it's always a popular sci-fi topic or thing so i wanted to cover kind of give an overview of some things uh about time travel interesting stuff some current stuff that i've enjoyed and and so forth so anyway that's going to be the main topic for today here on treks in sci-fi i'm captain kirk ladies and gentlemen may i present the winners the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We are the man in black. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. Resistance is futile. Yes, a Jedi's drink flows from the Force, but beware of the dark side. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate. This is a gold titanium alloy. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is uh, Reach Cold, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi. Okay, I'm back. Uh, yes, again, welcome to the podcast, everyone. Thanks for joining me again, or for the first time, perhaps, uh, for the uh, podcast, Treks in Sci-Fi, my long-running show, that I've done since 2005, talking about Star Trek, Star Wars, and all kinds of sci-fi and fantasy and things like that. But um, but anyway, how is everyone? I hope everyone's doing well. I'm doing pretty well. Finally, I think the weather is getting better here. And to even make it better, I'm going down to Florida on Thursday, early Thursday this week, to go to uh, Star Wars Celebration in Orlando, Florida. It's going to be a good time. I've been wanting to go to Celebration for years. I mean, every year they have it for, I don't know what number they're up to for Celebration now. Has it been 10 years of it? Something like that? But um, but I've never gone, and I know, well, they've done Europe too as well. So anyway, 
and I was really tempted. I, I almost actually went last year. Was it last year that it was um, they had it over in overseas in London, I think? Uh, or was that the year before? I don't know. But um, but I've been tempted for a few, quite a few years. And uh, so this year it was going to be in Florida. And Chris Clemente lives down there, who you guys have heard on the podcast, does Star Wars Stacks with Jen and Joe. And then it turns out Joe from Canada was going to go and Jedi Jeff from Canada. And so, like, I, you know, gosh, I, I, it was a perfect opportunity to both go to the convention and meet up with these guys. So, so that, you know, it was pretty, the decision was pretty much made for it, you know, and I, it's, um, it's really, uh, for me at least, it's at a good time, uh, because I, I think April, at least in Florida is, is pretty good. You know, it'll be warm, but it won't be like, you know, intensely July, August kind of Florida weather. I still haven't completely decided if I'm going to wear any costuming or anything like that. It's um, I'm tempted not to. It's uh, I don't think the other guys are going to dress up. And when there's a group of us dressing, it's one thing. When one out of the group is dressing, I, I don't know. I may bring it anyway and then decide on the spot if I feel like it or not. But uh, so, um, but that'll be coming up next weekend. And and keep an eye on. Uh, uh, Instagram uh, and Facebook, the Facebook Treks and Sci-Fi group, those two places especially. I don't use Twitter a lot, really, but Instagram, I'm, I'm Rico underscore D, uh, and uh, whatever that is, at Instagram or however you find it, just search for Rico underscore D, and that's that's me on Instagram. And again, Treks and Sci-Fi, the Facebook group. Uh, you know, if you've never joined um, joined us on Facebook, please do so. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, a good group there. And I, we're going to be posting lots of stuff. We're going to try to do a little, maybe some live video from the con. Uh, you know, who knows what, what, what craziness and what, what goofy antics we'll get up to. We're planning on actually on going Thursday to... The Universal Park to see the Harry Potter thing, whatever that's called. I want to call it Harry Potter Land. I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> it's, um, I think it's called the Wizardling World of Harry Potter. Is that right? I think. Uh, so um, so we're going to go there on Thursday because we only have con tickets. Uh, well, actually, I got a media pass for the whole weekend, but we're only really planning on going on Friday and Saturday, which I think will be plenty. Um you know, to, to, it's, it's sometimes, you, you know, I've been to cons where you go every day and by the end of it, you kind of like, are like, okay, there's there, you know, I've done it. Uh, and I, I'm not really sure how it's all going to work out in terms of, you know, am I going to want to stand in line to go to actually any of these, you know, event panels, whatever you call them. I'm not really sure. I, I just have, you know, this vision of lines going on and on and on and hours and hours in line, and I just don't find that enjoyable. So, and I think you know, in, in recent years, they've had television set up, kind of to broadcast the happenings for the people at the con, throughout the you know convention center, so you you can you know kind of crowd around a TV and watch watch what's going on on stage. So, if that seems like it's working, or if that's a, an opportunity to not have to stand in line for five or six hours, or whatever, uh, I think that would be the best way. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's coming up here soon. Uh, let's talk about other stuff though, uh, before we get into the topic of time travel, which is going to be kind of free form, and I'm just going to chat about some of my favorite things in time travel. Try to maybe point out some things you guys maybe never have seen or tried, uh, and just kind of talk about it uh, overall. And, and I, you know, I've always thought that subject is is super cool and. Uh, 
it, it's always it's it's been part of a lot of my favorite films and television shows over the years. So, but uh, Ghost in the Shell, I saw it last weekend. You know, this movie, the the original film, the anime film, I think is from 1995. It came out. Uh, it, it's about a, uh, a a character named Major. Uh, well, she's got a full name, and you know, but. I won't give. I don't want to give away a ton because that's sort of part of this movie, at least. Uh, but uh, the pro, or one of the original controversies or first things that came out when you know about this was it's it's a Japanese anime film and the character of Major is is a Asian woman in in the anime film and of course here you have Scarlett Johansson, not an Asian woman, playing that character. Now. Without again giving anything really away, I'm not going to spoil this movie or anything, but they kind of explain that in the movie a little bit. But it's, you know, I don't know about, you know, people, there's the whole thing about what, you know, the the political correctness or whatever, you know, there's, there's this ongoing thing in Hollywood for movies, television comics, books, whatever, of taking characters and, and changing them. Sometimes taking, a, a, you know, They've got uh, uh, an African-American young woman now playing Iron Man in the comics, for example, who, you know, has always been or that character has basically always been pretty much except, with, you know, with some gaps, uh, Tony Stark, you know, a billionaire white guy. Right. So um, this back and forth of, of taking characters and changing their uh, heritage, we'll just call it their their you know, whether they were originally white and now they're black or, or vice versa or whatever. It, it, it's something that's, that's happening. And I, and I guess I basically look at it like this. If you don't like it, just don't see the movie. Simple, right? And, you know, I know there's not a lot of Asian rep representation in, in Hollywood and in films and TV. I know that's, you know, actually, you know, honestly, between... You know, there's there's more African American TV shows, people in movies than there are even Asians. You know, it's pretty far and few between. <laughs> so, I, I get I get that I get it all. So, but but then again, I also get Scarlett Johansson's a fairly popular actress, and I think draws people to see movies that she's in. Now, the movie didn't make a ton of money yet. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good movie. I enjoyed it. There's a lot of stuff in it that's very similar to the original film. I think they. They do it justice. I think they treat the original material very well. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, I think, does a good job in the movie. It's it's an amazing-looking movie visually. Uh, if you like this kind of stuff, it's certainly worth going to see it at the theater. Uh, I think, uh, to me, that this is... I, I've said many times on the podcast that this is the kind of movie that I like to see in the theater with these crazy, you know, Blade Runner-esque kind of looks and, you know, the future... Uh, in this huge skyscrapers and advertising on all these buildings and, and, and video and, and, you know, there's all kinds of crazy, you know, super, you're like you're living in a video game kind of world going on around you. So, uh, so I, I liked it. I thought they did a good job. I, I, there's a few things I wish they would have done a little different or maybe a little bit more with it. But um, sometimes I thought almost they paid a little too close of a pay it. Uh, homage to the original but anyway i liked it so um if you want to see or if you like this kind of a thing and uh, it looks interesting to you go see it you know if the if the casting thing bugs you enough to not see it well that's fine too that's your hey that's the kind of you know at least you know in the united states and, and i think in most countries nobody forces anybody to see a movie or not see it uh some places actually you know will will not allow certain movies to be shown but um 
it'll be interesting to see for me how this movie does overseas. I don't know if it's already out in in places in Asia like Japan or whatever, but I'll be interested to watch the box office and and see uh, see how it does over here. It's it's funny, you know. In the U.S., you know, it may get more of a controversy going forward than than who knows in Japan. I'm not sure really. But um, but if you're a fan of the original, certainly I think this is worth seeing, to me at least. Uh, but uh, yeah, and what else have I seen lately? I just watched uh, a new uh, uh, animated uh, uh, DC uh, movie. You know, they do these DC animated films, Batman, Superman, uh, Justice League, characters like that. There's a new one with the Teen Titans called, uh, I think it's called Teen Titans, The Judas Contract. Uh, I just watched it um, last night. It was pretty good. I always enjoy these. Um, they're put out by Warner Brothers, they're DC Entertainment. They use some of the voices that were on, like... Um, the Batman animated series or Justice League series. This movie focuses, of course, on the Teen Titans. So if you're a fan of the Teen Titan characters and, you know, like Beast Boy uh, and, you know, we have um, a couple of Robins in this movie. I would want to give, again, a, a lot away. Blue Beetle. Um, uh, we, it's just, I think they did a good job. It's, it's different too. It's sort of borderline, um, late teenager, you know, the, the, the surprising thing about this movie to me was they're the teen Titans, but they sort of make them a little bit more adult-like in this movie than, than you're used to, even though they still look pretty darn young to me. And, and I found that a little bit, I'll, I'll be honest, I found that a little bit weird here or there uh i mean we have a, a couple of older ones in in the group like nightwings in the movie uh dick grayson uh so so he's older than the most of the rest of the teen titans and so forth but uh, but no i think it was a good one it was a good movie it was the animation was well done and i enjoyed that um, on the television front um let's see i just finished the the a couple of shows that they wrapped up their seasons uh sleepy hollow uh, wrapped up season four, and they had a big cast change this year, and and I was a little bit hesitant about what the show would be like uh, with the cast change, but I think this season was good, and I I enjoyed it quite a bit. I don't I don't know I don't talk about that show a lot, but um, and then finally the the final episode of Grimm aired about a week or so ago, and I th- I thought they wrapped it up pretty well. I, I'm gonna really miss that show. There was nothing else really on television like it. Uh, so it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, kind of a missing spot. Um, I just finished up the second season of humans that show about artificial, you know, Android type, uh, robots in the world who have, who are given sort of consciousness and it's, it's, it's pretty good. Season two, I thought it was, was interesting. It was shorter than, uh, expected, uh, to me, I think it was only eight episodes, uh, but we've got Doctor Who coming back, uh, which is fantastic. I'm <laughs> um, really looking forward to that. We we ended the season for The Walking Dead, thank goodness. You know, that show is, is, it was a hard season to watch. I mean, there was no question about that, and for even, for those that don't watch the show, you probably have heard a little bit about it, but I think they ended the season pretty well. Uh, there, there's still ton ton left of, you know, things hanging, but um, no spoilers, but anyway, uh, they're, I, I, I kind of hope they start to wrap this thing up because, because actually even for me, I'm getting kind of tired of it. Uh, it, it's just, uh, it, it's sort of, I've always thought for the walking dead, I read the comic, I kind of stopped while reading the comic once it got into 
oh, I don't know, the last year or so. I haven't really read it faithfully like I used to, but um, it's a bit of rinse and repeat, you know. I've always thought if there was a zombie apocalypse like there is, you know, in this show, that they just need to find a secure place. And I I know they've tried a few times, but, you know, I'm thinking more like an island somewhere, or, or, or something like that, but um, I mean, I mean, the show has what what somewhat bugs me about the show is is the fact that it's become this show against people more people against people rather than people trying to survive um, basically the end of the world. Uh, I, I I sometimes even though yes, it, you know, I was going to say sometimes the show stretches my uh, believability factor, but it's a show about zombies, so it's hard to say that, but. Um, for example, you know, they kind of stay put in areas and they go out scavenging for, for food and things. But And sometimes they're starting to grow their own food. But, I mean, really, realistically, and, 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 you know, there's no new gas gasoline for the vehicles being produced. There's no, there, you know, food stores nearby them within, you know, 10, 20, 30 miles or whatever are eventually going to run out of food and so forth. But they still keep finding stuff. And I know they move move around a little, but... Um, but anyway, I'll keep watching. It's it's a, it's a show that I, it's kind of like Game of Thrones, which is also going to be back. Well, that's not coming back till the summer, right? Um, but um, but it's a show that I, I I get as much annoyed at it as I do love it too at times. But um, it's about them survival. And if you enjoy the characters, I've always show, said shows are about characters. And if the characters mean something to you, you'll keep watching. So uh, what else? I think uh, the CW shows have kind of stopped for a few weeks. They won't be back till the end of April. Which is good. I need a little bit of a break. Although we did finish season, what is it, season two of The Legends of Tomorrow, uh, which had an interesting season, kind of different than the first year. Uh, I, I liked it, uh, and I, you know the characters. Legends of Tomorrow, I think, is a is a fun show. It's a crazy show. The the group of characters is is pretty diverse, not diverse necessarily in in race or whatever or heritage, but uh, just different types of people trying to work together. So I, I find that, you know, the other shows have more of a team kind of atmosphere, pretty much like like uh, Flash or Arrow or Supergirl. But, you know, Legends of Tomorrow, most of the people don't really, they don't really like each other a whole lot. Some of them do more than others, but uh, they're a little more misfit, I guess. And I, I, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, there's other stuff I'm watching. Uh, I'm kind of still enjoying that powerless comedy show about uh set in the DC universe it's on Thursday nights um oh and on a complete non-sci-fi note uh, the Americans came back which is a great series uh so did Archer I guess that sort of falls into sometimes sci-fi fantasy somewhat a little bit uh but those are both back uh, Legion finished up I don't know if I talked about the final episode of Legion or not but man that show really started to grow on me towards the end and uh it had a very short season, and uh, I, yeah, I'm, I think it's it's completely, definitely renewed for season two, and it'll be back, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. A, a very different uh, show about a, a, a mutant, and uh, certainly a, one of the weirdest shows that I've ever watched on television. All right, we're almost 20 minutes or 20 minutes or so into the podcast, so let's take a uh, short break. And I'll be back, and we'll we'll sit around, gather around the the campfire, gather around the uh, your iPods or iPhones or whatever you listen on, and uh, we're going to talk about time travel. Spock, if that is a doorway back through time, could we somehow take Bones back a day in time, then 
Relive the accident. This time be certain that the hypo accident is avoided. Look at the speed with which the centuries are passing, Captain. To step through on precisely the day we wish. Guardian. Can you change the speed at which yesterday passes? I was made to offer the past in this manner. I cannot change. Strangely compelling, isn't it? To step through there and lose oneself in another world. I am a fool. Our tricorder is capable of recording, even at this speed. I've missed taping centuries of living history which no man before has ever... So the subject of time travel, uh, one of my favorite things in television, movies, books, and so forth. Uh, it's um, That clip there, of course, is from the classic, uh, uh, you know, my favorite Star Trek episode, City on the Edge of Forever, from uh, the end of season one uh, from the original series. So for me, time travel, you know, I'm going back to my earliest uh, sort of uh, exposure to things, you know, time travel. Probably Star Trek was certainly one of them. Uh, there's a few episodes of Star Trek that involve, from the original series, that involve time travel uh, to some level. Uh, most of them, I think, in the first season, we have Tomorrow is Yesterday, City on the Edge of Forever, uh, even at the very end of um, the episode The Naked Time, which I think I'll play a little clip of that in a second or two, but uh, they... Uh, <clears throat> And then Assignment Earth, also, which uh, is in Season 2. I forgot about that uh, off the top of my head, but uh, it, where they purposely go back in time. And, and then, of course, you know, one of the biggies, not in the original series, but in the films, Star Trek IV, uh, you know, The Voyage Home, where they intentionally go back in time to, to collect some whales. Uh, we have the... Um, the episode of, or not episode, the other film, First Contact in Star Trek. So there's a ton of time travel stuff going on in in Star Trek history. There there was time travel used in other Star Trek series, uh, you know, as well. Uh, Deep Space Nine, especially, they went back and visited the Tribble episode uh, from the original series, which is um, which is a great episode, really good. So anyway, um, it, it's a cool subject. So this idea of being able to go back in time has been a long-standing staple in sci-fi for a long, long time. H.G. Wells, of course, penned, you know, one of the earliest probably classics of this, you know, The Time Machine, uh, the book that, that eventually became a, a movie done in the 60s, I think 1960, which I've talked about before, uh, called The Time Machine, which is a, a, a really cool uh, movie and, and book, and 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 I think that one of the interesting things about that one to me is when you look overall at the breadth of, of time travel uh, throughout sci-fi, uh, call it sci-fi or fantasy if you want or whatever, movies, television books, and so forth, probably the majority, I would say, involve going back in time, right? They, they usually involve some somehow in, uh, you know, we have Back to the Future, right? Which which had uh, which is a you know one of the best movies of all time and and you know just such a great movie and easily uh, or easy to watch over and over and it doesn't really lose its luster it it still works 
And, you know, sometimes time travel can be a little bit funky and you kind of scratch your head a lot. But Back to the Future, the first one, especially where Marty goes back from 1985 to 1955, 30 years, meets his parents when they were young. Uh, and, and that um, it just it just works really well. And the, and the cool thing there that it gets involved with is he has to be careful with what he does in the past because time travel, the other part about going into the past that's always been a factor in most things is that it has this butterfly effect. And there's even some time travel movies called the butterfly effect. But that that if you do something to, to mess up and alter the past, you, you will change the future. Now, some television shows, some movies, um, and I'm going to talk about this in a little bit more, especially with like the current Flash television show, they they kind of hypothesize more that there are alternate timelines. You know, that basically when a, some kind of event happens in the past, that it, it shifts to an alternate branching. It's like a, a, a tree with a lots of branches, right? So each time some kind of like a, today you decide to go, oh, maybe you decide to go out for lunch or out for dinner. But there's another alternate, you know, universe out there, whatever parallel universe or parallel timeline that is where you didn't do that. And then that leads to other things, right? Each time you make a, a decision, it leads to something else. I always think about, one thing I always personally think about when I, when it comes to, to time travel, for me, you know, you can go back in your own lives and think about key points or key decisions or key events that happened to you, and what ha- you know, kind of you can you can throw out there a what if, like for example, uh, you know, I went to when I was in college, I went to a, a party at a fraternity. I don't know if I have I ever told this story on the air. Maybe um, I think I have. Uh, but uh, that's where I met Lynn. That's where I met my wife. Um, and I wasn't even a member of the fraternity. Somebody else I knew was. And I was kind of like, you know, it was a Friday night or something. And I was kind of whatever in a bit of a, you know, mood for college, too much work to do and all. And he said, well, why don't you come to this, you know, with me? And it was kind of like it, I, I decided ah, pretty much last minute to go to this thing. And that's where I met Lynn and, and, and you know, I, if I had not decided that, if, you know, if, if for some reason, like, let's say you could time travel and if somebody went back in time and and altered that, like gave me a reason not to go, like stop me from going to that party. It's sort of like the Marty McFly thing of stopping his parents from from getting together at the dance, you know, right. And and dancing and kissing for the first time and all that. If 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 that doesn't happen, his everything from then on and his whole life has changed and he's probably not born, of course, right? And the same thing like for my kids, if I hadn't gone to that party, things, you know, would be completely different for me now and for Lynn and for other people too, because actually we had a couple of friends that ended up getting married that she knew someone and I knew someone and they they eventually through us just kind of hanging out with her friends and my friends, they eventually got married and had kids too. And so there's a whole ripple effect that happens, you know, with things like this. And that's what I think that's what makes time travel super fun, super fascinating and super cool to do in sci-fi because of the the changes that it can create. Right. If you if you go back in time, you know, what would happen and what would you do if you could it is always a, a, a fun thing to think about. Check elapsed time, Mr. Sue. My chronometer is running backwards, sir. 
time warp. We're going backward in time. Helm, begin reversing power. Answering, sir. Power. Reversing. We're back to normal time, Captain. Engines ahead. Warp one. Yeah, so that um, that clip there uh, was from the episode near the end of The Naked Time from the original series in Star Trek, which uh, that's where they first are able to um, kind of have this, you know, they're pulling away from this planet and, and it, it slingshots them basically and creates this time warp effect from starting the engines cold and, and you know some other technical babble, whatever. But it doesn't really matter. That's that's the sort of a little bit of the origin of of how the Enterprise and Star Trek uh, deal with you know one of the ways they can go back in time from a, a fast breakaway kind of a thing like that. Um, tomorrow was yesterday. Probably brings it up even further because they're pulling away from a star uh, and and they go back to Earth's history, you know, the 1960s, which of course is the era the original series was filmed in, which is kind of convenient and and so on. But you know, one of the probably reasons most television movies have, have usually typically visited the past is it's it's easier to do on a on a film budget, right? It's easier to just do some costuming and sets and things and, and that are you know, 20 or 30 years ago, rather than to, to create something, you know, hundreds of years from now for the future. Uh, that, uh, you know, one of the elegant things about the, the original Time Machine uh, book and movie was that the future was so far in the future, millions of years in the future, that it was, it things had become, a society had become sort of primitive again. You had, you know, two groups, the Morlocks and the Eloi, but but you had civilization and buildings and structures and and, and everything had sort of decayed away. The, the the apes films, kind of also the original apes apes films will will say, kind of also have that effect where it turns out you know hey here's a spoiler alert for a movie that's what fifty years old sixty years old almost uh, the um, that the apes, you know, in the original film, you know, the um, the astronaut uh, played by Charlton Heston, uh, Taylor, uh, he um, he thinks he's on another planet, and it turns out no, he he went through through a weird space time, blah blah blah, we'll call it. He actually ended up in the distant future of of Earth, where man had become uh, the not the dominant species anymore, but the apes had taken over. And, and man was, was forced to work for the apes and, and all that classic stuff. But at the end, he sees, you know, the, the classic scene where he sees the Statue of Liberty, he, make, he realizes he's actually traveled through time to the Earth's very distant future. So, um, 
I've always kind of, you know, not always, uh, I, you know, people tend to talk a certain way, use the word always, but the, you know, if somebody came to your door one day and said, here's a time machine, you know, what would you do with it? I think the first inclination would be to go back in time and, and, and see things like either see yourself, not necessarily exactly yourself, but revisit sort of a nostalgia trip, you know, be able to go back and see either, you know, long lost family or friends that are gone perhaps now or visit certain points in your life, maybe without interacting in them. And, and and just to visit, you know, what, you know, people always call it the good old days, you know, people have, I think, a sense that, you know, 10, 20, whatever, how old you are, you know, in the past, things were easier, right? I, I think society these days is, is very busy, very complicated, and we all feel kind of overwhelmed at times, certainly even I do and, and everyone, but... Uh, but it, it, there, it, it, you know, there's that classic thing of you know going back to a simpler age, a simpler time, that that is kind of appealing, and I think I think a lot of people would do that. But I, I would certainly want to go to the future. People, there's a lot of people who are afraid. You know, they think, oh, you know, well maybe the, you know, we're just gonna all, you know, have a big war and there won't be anything left. It'll be like one of these, these movies, these dystopian tales of the future kind of a thing, like a Mad Max situation or whatever that society will break down or there'll be wars or whatever and in you know 100 or 200 or 300 years things will be bad and of course one of the great things about star trek was that it 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 went the opposite way you know they you know gene roddenberry always felt and thought and hoped that the future would be bright you know the future would be good that man would be getting along better, that we would come together as a as a planet, as a society, and not only that, we would come together with other planets out there and form a federation of planets, and and and, and things people would be better off, and people would be more, you know, accepting of other people and other cultures. Now I'm getting kind of a bit of on a soapbox, but you get what I'm talking about. That I still would want to see what things are like in in a hundred or two hundred years, because I, I think everything's going to be fine. I think man is is essentially a, a good, and and I think things have a way of working themselves out. And I, I think if you look at how things are now versus 50 years ago versus 100 years ago, and if you go back over the centuries, yeah, there you know there's still problems. There's no denying there are problems out there. But but truthfully, overall, aren't we? Can't basically most you know people, for the most part. I mean, no, no, there's a lot of bad things in the world and people who are still having all kinds of trouble just getting, you know, surviving and food and so forth. But there's still a a vast greater numbers of people these days that are better off than 100 years ago, for example, where people died of very simple diseases or infections and, and, you know, and, and a lot of people, even more people than these days, didn't have enough to eat of, of quality food and so forth. So, uh, I'm kind of spinning now onto different topics, but the point being, what would you do? What would you do with a time machine if somebody, you know, brought it to your house and said, "Here, take this." What, you know, what what would you do? I don't know. I, I'm not really sure. Again, I think the first the first you know, uh, th- my first thought would be to go back, uh, you know, in time. I think to some point and, and just sort of look around, and and uh, and also I've always found in in sci-fi movies, television that. One of the coolest things about time travel is when you're from the future and you know things and you go back and, and you see how people are and 
technology and stuff. And it would be really cool to be able to go back. I've always thought with just like an iPhone in your pocket or whatever and, and spook people. Or, or if you don't go back too far, people would say, hey, look at this thing I invented or, you know, or whatever. Just really freak people out. I, I've always thought that would be um, a fun thing. So let me talk about movies. Um, time travel, uh, we'll, we'll talk uh, two main things more on time travel well a few other things but in general i wanted to kind of break it down into some time travel movies and then some time travel television i'll talk a little bit about books because i'm actually reading a time travel book right now which is part of the reason for this podcast and also there's a ton of of time travel related stuff on television currently so uh, let's talk about time travel in the movies wait a minute wait a minute doc uh are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Besides, the stainless steel construction made the flux dispersal. Look out! Yeah, so there's a short little clip from the... Uh the first Back to the Future film, uh, the whole trilogy is about, of course, time travel, Doc Brown, Marty McFly, fantastic stuff, watched it many times and, and have covered it here on the podcast before. One of my all-time favorite uh, series and, and just so good. And, uh, you know, the, the fun thing about that one, I really like the fact that it focuses on uh, on Marty and his family and, you know, his family when they're younger, when they're older this this idea that it you know when he sees them especially in the second film in the future and things are not good you know things are bad and and marty says well i can fix that uh you know this this constant idea of time travel as as a tool or a way to uh change your future is a is a super fun concept to think about and and also the um you know one of the one of the tricky parts about time travel is is you know does it affect the time traveler do they remember like both versions of either the past or the future or whatever you happen to be talking about are they altered by it or are they you know some some time travel stories and films and movies and television and so forth will say well that person is sort of outside the time uh whatever space that it, they're not affected by things so it, it's um it's it's always interesting to me because you you know or do you would you want to change things? You know, there's always this, um, there's sort of this ongoing thing that'll happen. Like, you know, we're all the sum of our, our, our past lives. Right. So, uh, this show is turning into much more of a philosophical type of discussion than I expected. I was just going to say, hey, here's a cool time travel TV show, or here's a cool time travel movie. But I think it's fun to think about, you know, would, would you want to change who you are? You know, if you, if you're the sum of your experiences, and let's say that the time travel thing in your circumstance would would actually change you. You know, if you went back in time and oh, let's say you uh, let's say you went to school to study. I don't know. You're you're an accountant, you know, or you're a teacher, but you always really wanted to be like I. You know, I I think I've said it before. You know, I originally went to college. Uh, instead of what I ended up in in chemistry and science and stuff, I, I was going to be a, a veterinarian. I, I've always loved animals, and I was going to be a vet. But I, at one point in the first or maybe early second year of college, I decided to change that to just straight science, um, straight chemistry, and so forth. So that I, you know, but 
I've always wondered, you know, what what would have happened if I had, you know, decided to go and push on and go to vet school and all that. You know, I uh, it, it's it's something that I've thought about a few times, but it's like, you know, I I'm happy with the way things are now, so I I don't think I would change that. Uh, I think for the most part, I don't think I would go back and change any anything drastically or want to because I. I I think that um, I'm happy with the choices that I've got, I guess, or the where I'm at. But um, but anyway, so let's cover. Um, I've got a whole Wikipedia entry here that's alphabetical. That's just I don't know. There's probably a hundred movies on here um, of time travel ones, and and I've I've seen a lot of them. Thirteen going on thirty. One million, one hundred million years BC. About time, which is a cool recent one. I'm just going to kind of scan through this list. They're the Bill and Ted movies, which are fun. Back to the Future, um, Free Jack. There's the uh, the Butterfly Effect movies, which I've talked about. Uh, there's uh, there's all the Apes films. There's a f- even a film called The Lake House, you know, with Keanu Reeves. Uh, the Land of the Lost film. Uh, even the Men in Black films. Men in Black 3 involve time travel. Um, the, the classic, a Christmas Carol is sort of a little bit about, you know, it definitely involves that, uh, free Jack frequency, uh, the final countdown, a classic, uh, classic sci-fi, uh, time travel thing erased. Um, what else, what do we got? I'm just kind of scanning over this list, trying to, uh, something called mind game. Oh, the film millennium. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Master of the Universe, uh, Lucy, uh, Lost in Space, the film involved time travel. And I, there was a little bit of that in the TV show, too. Uh, Donnie Darko, oh, there's a there's a mind bender for time travel. That That's a good one. Um, j- just a, a lot. A Connecticut, a Connecticut Yankee, uh, the movie there uh, in King Arthur's Court. Uh, the uh, something called Cyborg 2087. That one doesn't sound familiar. Oh, Hot Tub Time Machine. There's a recent one. I've actually seen both of those. The first one was kind of fun. The second, the second one, ugh, it was, uh, um, yeah, not so good. Uh, Interstellar. Oh, that that's a that's a real trippy film and, and one that I really like actually quite a bit. Um, the um, the Jetsons. There's some Jetsons films. Uh, Looper, oh, there's a great one. Uh, if you've never seen Looper, make sure you check that out. Uh, something called Click, Clock Stoppers, The Cold Room. Uh, even Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban involves a lot of that, uh, of Harry seeing the past and things. Um, time After Time, there's a classic one. Uh, what else? Let's see. Field of Dreams? I guess that's sort of, yeah, there's a little bit in there. Kate and Leopold. Uh, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. Um, there's a list I just found here, and I don't know. There's there's a you can always find the list when you do a search on Google about stuff. But there there are um, this is a list that basically says, and of course the Terminator films, uh, Back to the Future I already mentioned, uh, Bill and Ted's and stuff. Uh, those all are about time travel. But this list is basically about things that are um, they call it. Um, little little scene or, or a little more underrated or unknown time travel movies that they call it this is a from a site called IFC and they they call it 10 underrated time travel movies you need to see most of these I've seen the first one though on the list I'm gonna go 10 to one or I don't probably doesn't really matter of the order but this one's just called um uh it's called what is this called uh 
frequently asked questions about time travel. I guess that's the name of it. Seems like a long name. Anna Ferris is in it. Uh, it's it's a it looks like it was a, a British film because uh, there's a lot of people from uh, Britain in the movie. Chris O'Dowd. Uh, it's uh, influenced by the Shaun of the Dead people and the films of Edgar Wright. It's worth, they call it a Saturday afternoon on the couch. Uh, it's it's more of a um, it's more of a comedy, I think, than really a straight-up hard sci-fi movie. But, um, yeah. All right, next, Project Almanac, which is from a couple of years ago. This one's a really, I think, an interesting movie uh, about a, 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 a young teen kid that, that finds... Um, this this experiment in uh, in his garage that his father was had that allows him to basically they figure out a way to go back in time. I don't want to say too much about it, but it's it's pretty cool. I, I thought that was a pretty uh, interesting movie. Here's a really good one that I don't think a lot of people probably saw. This one is stars Ethan Hawke. It's from 2014. It's called Predestination. Uh, this is uh, a real real interesting uh, time travel movie. And it, it, it's it you really got to scratch your head quite a bit, but this this is definitely one that involves if you change things in the past, it changes you. Um, it's actually by a short story by uh, Robert Heinlein, you know, one of the classic uh, sci-fi authors. He did Starship Troopers and a whole bunch of classic sci-fi books. But check out Predestination; uh, it's it's pretty well regarded. So check that one out. Here's another one that I'm not that familiar with. It's called The Sound of My Voice. Uh, it's it's um, That's about all I know. <laughs> Let's see. It's a time travel, twisty time travel romp by director, co-writer Zell Batamagali, something like that. Uh, explores the human need to believe, what makes us capable of. Yeah. So, all right. Then, of course, we've got the classic Time After Time, which I already mentioned with um, Malcolm McDowell and David Warner, you know, H.G. Wells basically traveling back in time uh, to chasing Jack the Ripper. By the way, there's a new TV show, which I've not talked about because <laughs> it's just too many things to watch, and I haven't haven't watched it, but based on this uh, concept uh, television. I haven't heard anybody really talking about it much, so I'm not sure if that means it's not good or no one's watching or what, but... Um, there's a movie called Time Crimes, which I've not, it's a Spanish language film. I've not really heard of that one much, so I can't say much about it. Uh, oh, here's a good one. Uh, this one's from 2004. It's called Primer. It's a very low budget um, film. It was the winner of a, a grand jury prize at the 2004 Sundance Film Festival. It's basically uh, about a couple of engineers that sort of accidentally discover time travel and what they do with it. Um, definitely worth watching. Uh, here's one called uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. Uh, Mark Duplass is in this. It's a Mark Duplass movie, and it's it's also with Ar- Aubrey Plaza, who was in Legion, and Jake Johnson. So I've not seen that one. I have to check that one out. Uh, a couple others: The Girl Who Leapt Through Time, which is a Japanese anime thing from nine, or 2006, is another one. So there's a, there's a little rundown, uh, but there's there's just a lot of great time travel films out there that you can check out and and some you may not have heard of but uh you know i'm always up for you know watching another time travel kind of movie there's there's a whole bunch of others that i haven't mentioned you can see all these lists of course on online on wikipedia and so forth but uh yeah so let's switch over now from movies about time travel uh and i probably you know there's probably a bunch of stuff like um 
I don't know, Forever Young, The Forbidden Kingdom, Flight of the Navigator, uh, just uh, there's the Futurama stuff. Uh, even a, they did a movie, Bender's Big Score. And, of course, there's a lot of TV for that as well. But um, there's a ton of things I probably haven't covered on time travel. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Now let's get into uh, television since there's a ton of TV on these days that involves time travel. And uh, let's talk about, uh, yeah, TTT. Time, no, it's four T's, actually. Time travel, if you don't use the word on, TV. So TTT, time travel TV. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Where are you? Hey, you missed the whole save the city or turn my girlfriend over to an immortal psychopath briefing. Sorry, um, dude. I, last night I, um, I ghosted. No. Yeah, I think I'm gonna... Don't say it. I think I'm gonna time jump. I just told you not to say it. Sorry, I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. Barry, the first rule of time travel is you don't talk about time travel because by having this conversation, we're screwing history. Look, I know that time travel has consequences. I mean, the last time you vibed... Well, I'm not vibing anything right now. Okay, um, all right, look, don't panic. A, you don't know that you time jumped for a bad reason. It could have been a good one, right? B, now that you know you time jumped, you might not do it, right? So, knowing the future might change the present, which might change the future. What? My head hurts. So there's a clip from uh, the TV show The Flash with Cisco and Barry talking about time travel. Barry, of course, Barry Allen, the Flash, the fastest man alive because he can run so fast. And sometimes it's other circumstances, but it allows him to, um, uh, under certain circumstances, like I said, to travel through time. And he occasionally sees what he calls a ghost or a speed ghost, which which is sort of another version of himself from another time, you know. And and in the Flash TV show and in the in that universe, the idea that um, you know it's sort of a, a lot like Back to the Future, where if Barry does something, if he travels through time, he he changes things, and and therefore therefore things in the future change, and it creates a branching or a new branch, and. And that uh, that whole storyline was done in the Flash comics, and has also been being done kind of right now, uh, and has been has been done on the television show called Flashpoint, and where you know the this isn't really giving anything away because it happened in the Flash comics years and years ago. Um, Barry's mother is is killed when he's a young boy, and and he he's always struggled with since he has this ability to go through time. You know, should he go back, he can go back in time and stop that from happening. Like I was talking about earlier, you know, would you do that? You know, would you be, you wouldn't be the same person you are now, though, then, right? If you go back in time and change something dramatic like that or drastic in your in your life that altered your whole rest of your your existence, uh, what what would you become? Would you be better off? Would you be worse? Who knows? And and but he always focuses on, you know, he lost his, you know, as as a young boy he lost his mother and you know my father passed away when I was fairly young too so I you know I can't I can't say that if I had the ability to travel through time you know would I want to go back and change that you know alter that situation alter what happened um but that's what Barry struggles with each you know a lot on on the flash and I I think they handle it handle it really well and and it's also part of this season. Uh, he has seen something of the what's going to happen in the future to someone he cares about, and and this season a lot has been about him trying to stop that from happening. So, um, but time travel on television is probably 
Oh gosh, it's 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 as it's as been as big a thing on TV as it's been basically in the um, in the movies. I mean, we've had some shows that completely focused on on time travel. Uh, from the recent thing, um, uh, you know, the recent shows like um, you know that that have been focused on it, like a show from a couple years ago called Journeyman. Uh, we had uh, just this uh, new NBC show called Timeless which was fantastic, and you guys should watch that. Uh, Star Trek, I've already mentioned. Uh, there, there's just a ton. There's, there, there, there's a ton, sorry. Um, of course, we have Quantum Leap, which was all about time travel. Time travel in a very different, interesting form where uh, Scott Bakula's character, Sam Beckett, would travel back in time, but it was just his consciousness, you know, his mind, you know, in, you know, in essence, that would travel back and inhabit somebody from the past, Uh through this technology that he had perfected or built. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, even the show Galactica 1980 uh, involves that. Um, we have the current, like I said, the current Time Metro Time show. I mentioned earlier that I just watched the season finale of Sleepy Hollow uh, with Ichabod Crane, who is a completely a man out of time, who was uh, basically from the revolutionary time to the present, um, frozen or in a state of like, suspended animation and and then he is awoke to a to a very diff, different kind of future and and something that he's come to grips with we had the terminator series the sarah chronic sarah connor chronicles uh we had a show called terra nova which was a pretty cool show and, and i and i was sorry to see that one didn't last more than than a season uh, but that involved time travel uh did i say the time tunnel already from the 60s you know that that one was all about time travel uh, the Girl from Tomorrow. Uh, I'm looking at the uh, Wikipedia list on this. Land of the Lost uh, television show from, uh, you know, even from way back in the 70s, 70s when that was on. Legends of Tomorrow, the current CW show, is all about time travel. They have a, they have a ship, um, the Wave Rider, that uh, travels, that allows them to travel through time to different places. And, of course, you know, Doctor Who is, is all about traveling through time and space and different planets and different worlds. Doctor Who, though, the, the the thing when I think about Doctor Who is is it, it generally doesn't really – there are episodes that, that, you know, where they don't really typically – Doctor Who's always avoided key moments in history, tried to for the most part, because they, you know, he doesn't want to mess with things. But they've, they've had exceptions. And, you know, I've, I've only really watched Doctor Who since the restart of it back in 2005 – uh, or the new beginning of it, or whatever you want to call it, uh, the modern era or the more modern. Uh, but um, but I've never, you know, it, it, yeah, obviously it's a time travel show, but um, and some episodes really focus on it a lot. But it's it's a little handled a little different than other things, and they also go to other worlds, which which whether they're at a different time, they don't really. It's not something we know because we don't know those other worlds. Uh, there's a show, show called Being Erica that I've seen a little bit of. Um, they had even a Bill and Ted Excellent Adventure TV series. I think that was an animated show, right? Um, what else? Just, just, just a lot. But, but in, in current time, you know, in current days, uh, the CW shows certainly focus on it. Uh, Flashpoint, The Flash Show, Legends of Tomorrow, Sleepy Hollow, Timeless, uh, time after time, this new TV show, they all are um, shows about time travel, and and oh, a, a great one uh, that I think uh, Jen and I want to talk about sometime. Continuum, 
uh, that that's a cool time travel show for someone from the future coming back, way from the future, coming to our time. I always thought that's an interesting concept, you know, rather than a present day person going either back in time or forward in time, having someone from the from the far future come back in time to like our time or whatever is a, is a fun one. And uh, I think that's interesting. Quantum Leap, though, was 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 just one of my favorite shows. And, uh, you know, I like the way they handled time travel on that one. I think it was uh, was certainly a, a different twist on it. Uh, and and the idea that uh, you know he was having to play these different characters week after week and what that involved and it allowed them t- to tell some really uh, very meaningful stories truthfully and uh, yeah so uh, so that you know quick run they had a you know time trackers time squad time riders time express time boken time after time I've said a few times uh, what else time track so remember that one uh, time blazers time cop of course which was both a movie and a TV series, Time Slip, uh, the show True Calling, uh, Voyagers, of course, oh, classic uh, classic show from the, I think, the late 70s, like I want to say 78 or 9, maybe 80, so give or take, something like in there. Uh, Power Rangers have even done time travel. Uh, of course, Star Trek has done time travel all over the place. Uh, Doctor Who I've already talked about, but uh, yeah, just, just a great bunch of TV and and uh, that's all timey-wimey. People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Yeah, that's, uh, that's David Tennant as the doctor, uh, talking about timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly stuff, ball of stuff. Uh, it's a uh, I just like you know the you know there's there's a there's a great amount of cool sci-fi and movies, television, books about time travel. That's always fun to uh, to watch and explore. And, and uh, there's there's a bunch of uh, books as well, which I haven't talked too much about yet. Uh, let's see, I'm running down like here's a list of of some gems. I think the end of eternity by Isaac Asimov, Hyperion. By how did I say Asimov? <laughs> Hyperion, Dan Simmons, uh, Kindred by Octavia Butler, Replay, which is a good one. I've read uh, by Ken Grimwood, uh, The Shining Girls by Lauren Bukes, uh, The Man Who Folded Himself by David Gerald, The First Fifteen Lives of Harry August by Claire North, Woman on the Edge of Time by Marge Piercy, uh, The Doomsday Book by Connie Willis. Uh, the Shadow Out of Time by H.P. Lovecraft. I mean, there's there's a lot of time time travel books out there. And uh, right now I'm reading this book. Uh, it's called Time Bound, and I just started it. It's uh, first in a series by a author named Risa Walker. I'm listening to it actually on Audible. Uh, I kind of picked it by random a little bit. I was looking for something different. I was looking for something... Uh, time travel related um this is um it's interesting i'm only a little into the book right now but it's basically about a woman who learns her there is a little bit of a family history with this certain kind of uh, medallion uh, that allows you to travel through time there hasn't been a lot of time travel yet but her grandmother and i don't think i'm giving too much away her her grandmother has been a time traveler 
and, and tells uh, her granddaughter about it. And, it, and it's going to focus, it appears on the, the granddaughter, who's, I think, supposed to be like in about 17 or so years old, something like that at this point, yeah, late high school a teenager. Because um, it's sort of, I think, kind of supposedly considered to be a young adult book. I don't know. I don't know what that means anymore. I, I find some of those books are just as good or not, not that they're bad, but I just mean, I don't, I don't know how it gets categorized just because it's about a, uh, a younger adult, the protagonist, the character, does that make it a young adult book? I don't know. Who knows? All right. Uh, but I think we should just wrap this up. I think I, I think I've said enough, uh, that I wanted to really on this subject. It's a great subject, I think. And I hope I've made it interesting for you guys. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Uh, uh, there's uh, a lot of great time travel things on television, movies, books out there, and I, I just find it always a fascinating topic. I, I really like to think about the, the butterfly effect factor of, you know, if you went back in time and you could change things, you know, how that would change things now uh, to the world. You know, the, this what I started with, with City on the Edge of Forever, you know, the that, you know, the fact that Edith Keeler was this key character in history, and if, if, if she, the 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 whole twist on it that was really interesting, of course, about that story is that she actually, because she was such a futurist and an optimist, she was actually kind of bad for the future in that uh, at that point in time, uh, she was ahead of her time. And, and the fact that she was supposed to die in this car accident that was meant to happen or did happen to make the present the way it is, they had to let things play out. And, and, and that's a lot of, I think, what, what, TV, movies, books do and have done is that, you know, history has a tendency to kind of want to be what it is. And when you go messing with it, things happen. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I'm not going to take another break. Let's just wrap up the show. Uh, thanks for listening. You can always contact me, treksf at gmail.com. Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, just go over to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash treks in sci-fi. And you can help support the show with a dollar to a month. Uh, I, I really appreciate uh, had a new person uh, join this week, which was great. Thanks very much for that. And I'd uh, like to see more if possible. So what else? Okay, so next week, since I'll be at the con, uh, con, um, that sounded terrible, uh, too early on a Sunday. Uh, uh, there will be no podcast of any kind next weekend. Although, like I said earlier, watch the Instagram feed, watch uh, Twitter, not Twitter so much, but uh, and the Facebook page. I'll post up videos, pictures as much as I can uh, it, during the um, fun down in Orlando. In two weeks, though, you will see more of that because I'll be doing uh, what I like to do after a convention is do a video show talking about it, playing more video, uh, and, and just uh, kind of reminiscing about how, how great a time it's going to be because it is going to be a great time. So that's for the next couple of weeks on the podcast. Again, thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great week, a uh, couple weeks. I'm going to have a great time next weekend, I know. And I'll talk to you again soon. Let's take it out with the theme to the 1960s TV show, The Time Tunnel. I'll talk to you all again. Y'all, I'm living in Texas now. I'll talk to you all again soon. Bye. Two American scientists are lost in the swirling maze of past and future ages during the first experiments on America's greatest and most secret project, the Time Tunnel.
This has been a Rico Dusty podcast production.